Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Get Close with Mike Marbach podcast. Uh, I am your host, of course, Mike Marbach. I want to take a moment first. I want to take a moment first to let you know that the podcast is brought to you by the Philly Improv Theater. Go to phillyimprovtheater.com to check out our full lineup of shows and classes. We have shows five days a week, Wednesday through Sunday. If you drive and you're going on a Wednesday, you should know that parking is free. Uh, if you go on a Sunday, you should know that shows are free. So that's pretty awesome. Super free Sundays at Fit. Uh, if you go on Saturday, September 27th, little plunk here, guys, uh, you should know that you can see Study Hall, which is one of the best shows in the city. And I'm not just saying that because I'm the director. I'm saying that because it's fact, scientifically proven, that it's one of the best shows in the city. We have an actual college professor, Michael Udell, along with a guest lecturer. Each time they do some lectures and then the cast, which is amazing in itself, improvises scenes. They haven't heard the lecture before and they improvise scenes inspired by the lecture that they heard. And it's, it consistently sells out. It's consistently fun. So check it out, September 27th at 7.30 p.m. That's a Saturday. Uh, also, The Future, which I direct, uh, has been doing amazing shows, really, really fun, super fun cast. And they perform just about every Saturday, so check the FIT website for information on that. Uh, but there's plenty of things to see. We have guests come through all the time, including the first weekend in October. Jet Eveleth and Holly Lorenz are going to be in town doing a whole weekend of shows and workshops, classes. Speaking of classes, I'm the education director, so i got to say something about that, right? Of course. Uh, we have classes in improv, sketch, stand-up, uh, sometimes clowning, acting, and a whole bunch of other uh, things that uh, are going to be popping up soon, which uh, I'm pretty excited about. Uh, if you sign up for a class, a core class in improv or sketch, you can save $50 right now. That offer lasts until October 3rd. Uh, so for 249 bucks, you get to train at the largest and best comedy training center in the Philadelphia area. You get a pass that gets you into all fit shows for free. Those classes or those shows that I was just talking about, you can get into those without paying if you uh, are current students. Uh, you have practice groups for improv uh, if that's something you're interested in. If you're interested in comedy and you're interested in becoming a better comedian, be it improv, sketch, or stand-up, fit makes it easy for you to do that. Uh, so check out phillyimprovtheater.com and our shows and our classes. Now, check out. <coughs> also, if you're a fan of The Strain, check out Bloody Sunday, The Strain Podcast. If you're a fan of The Leftovers on HBO, check out Reheated, The Leftovers Podcast. And if you're a fan, and you probably are, of Game of Thrones, check out Stark Raven Mad, a Game of Thrones podcast. Uh, we cover all the episodes. We do some special episodes from time to time, and we're going to be going back and doing the first season and the second season, of which we have not covered because we started with the third season. Now, this podcast is getting close with the Cambridge Footlights. If you're unfamiliar with who the Footlights are, you should know first that they are probably the most world-renowned comedy troupe that there is. Uh, so many amazingly funny, talented, famous people have been through there, uh, including but not limited to uh, John Cleese, 
Eric Idle, Graham Chapman from Monty Python, uh, Stephen Fry, Hugh Laurie, uh, John Oliver is probably one of the most recent people that you'll that you'll know. But uh, oh, Michael Frayn, uh, writer of one of my favorite movies, Noises Off. Check it out. Um, yeah, they have put out some amazing, amazing talent, and uh, I was lucky enough to sit down with uh, some Karen Footlights uh, in the touring company. Uh, they were doing a show, uh, uh, two shows, at the Philly Improv Theater. The Footlights come through fit every summer, so if you miss them this time, know that they will be back, most likely, next summer. We have a very good relationship with them. Uh, for those that don't know, the founder of the Philly Improv Theater is Greg Mon. Uh, an Englishman. Uh, yeah, some of you probably didn't know that uh, or need to know that. Uh, in any case, they were very nice to sit down with me before their second of two shows at the theater. Uh, throughout the podcast, different members uh, kept appearing, and uh, the podcast is better off for it because uh, I wanted to make sure that uh, we got them all in there, and we did get them all in from their five casts, uh, five-person cast to their two touring managers to their director. Uh, so hopefully they had a good time chatting and uh, you have a good time listening. With that said, listen as I get close with the Cambridge Footlights. Pick up. Uh, Maybe we can come yeah, back. Yeah, that's fine. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so... Um, Jamie, yeah, you're uh, the director. I am, right? Yeah. Uh, if you could, uh, and we'll just go right down the line. Since I've already started with you. Um, just say your role in the show, which I've already said. Yeah, stealing the thunder already. Yeah. Uh, and maybe just what got you into comedy? Um, maybe some uh, idols, yeah. inspirations. Cool. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm. I'm the director on the show. That's my kind of main role. Although uh, I also wrote the show as well as the five performers in it. Um, and yes, yeah, so I kind of got into comedy. The university we go to in the UK, comedy is quite a big part of the culture there. Um, and so I started out doing stand up because people like Louis C.K. and things like that. And yeah. also like listening to comedy podcasts, or like genuinely like Comedy Bang Bang and stuff yeah. were big, big influences and part of why I wanted to do it. Um, and yeah, getting into sketch writing, which is what the Footlights kind of main purview is uh was something that was kind of new to me because i kind of go into comedy through stand-up and things like that yeah um so yeah it was kind of it was kind of with the footlights kind of like finding a group of people to work with basically which is sort of what the show how the show came about okay alex oh hey yeah um i'm i'm performing in the show but as a group we were all we were all writing on the show because i think part of jamie's plan this year was to not have anyone come on as just a writer so we would all perform and write um, or direct and write and have that okay. equal stake in the show um, I yeah I've been my my performing kind of started at school I started around like 14 mm. um, but yeah I spent a long time trying to I was a sitcom nut because um, my whole family was <laughs> I spent a lot of time early on especially in uh, when I was performing back then trying to imitate uh, Matthew Perry 
Uh, <laughs> me too. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I modeled my personality on him. Yeah. <laughs> you mean like... Still hasn't dropped. His, his timing or his actual like voice Yeah, it's, and it's, the, it's the timing. It, you know, I would never do something like, could I be anymore? <laughs> Etc. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's the timing. And there's, there, are a couple of, <laughs> there are a couple of things he does. Yeah. Um, you know, his moments of perplexity. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones okay. I tried to... Mm-hmm. Those were the moments I tried to model most, and I guess Bill Murray as well. Ghostbusters was yeah. one of my favorite films, but I couldn't understand why he was funny when I watched Ghostbusters for the first time. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I yeah. don't, I don't get how this is being done. Yeah, um, and for a long time I felt like I wasn't getting him, but yeah, he's just awesome. So it be those two things, I guess. Okay. Uh, yeah, I um, Ben. I do yeah, performing and writing on the show. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I get comedy. I kind of started. I did a lot. I, like Alex, I did a lot of theatre at school, so I did like um, uh, lots of sort of straight acting at school when I was about fourteen onwards. Um, but then uh, I do remember very vividly one day coming back after school and seeing uh, like uh, just how my mum was watching TV and there was a full stand-up hour by this guy called Bill Bailey, who's an English comedian who does all mm-hmm. sort of music-based stuff. Um, and just being sort of blown away by like how you could actually like there was a guy and he was commanding that much sort of like attention and respect from an audience and it was incredible like and he could do it and I was sort of at that point you start I started picking out like how he, you know how 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 to do it roughly um, and obviously uh, that sort of, that sort of built into a bit of an obsession with mainly stand up but also you know some sketch stuff um, at that age it's kind of a bit tricky and I think also like sketch comedy particularly in um, in Britain uh, particularly on TV just isn't either there or it's very sort of formulaic and very quite dull mm. so like it did, that didn't come in until until um, I went to Cambridge and uh, met a load of these people and we started doing um, started doing that really yeah that's how that happened it was yeah 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 um, but uh, yeah I sort of um I watched as much as I could when I was a teenager. It was sort of my obsession, so that's sort of how that came about, um, really. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm Tom. I uh, I write and perform in the show, so I use other two. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I I only I started comedy at university, but um, but I'd I'd done some straight acting at school. Mm. I think I'd. Um, I think I'd uh, had ve- had very small rubbish roles in like Shakespeare's at school. I remember being like um, trying to make the most out of like a lantern holder, that kind of thing. <laughs> so that that's kind of quite, I suppose that might have fed into the whole attention grabbing thing that is needed for a comedian. I don't know, but like um, um and. Uh, uh, I I th- I I think um, my interest in comedy and, and like comic performance is probably quite recent compared to these other guys. But um, I remember coming to uh, starting at university and suddenly kind of seeing all these uh, comedy shows being put on, mm. and then through that kind of getting into comedians, uh, you know, who some of the members of Footlights like in the 60s people like Peter Cook and then some of them right up to now like uh, like Tim Key and stuff who's like a kind of character comedian um, 
So yeah, n- no, not like one distinct point, but like a bunch, just a whole nothing but things. <laughs> All right, uh, you said uh, Tim Cook, Peter Cook, Peter Cook. Yeah, who's Tim Cook? That's a that's a um, Tim Cook. Somebody. <laughs> Tim yeah. Cook. Shit. <laughs> Who is Tim Cook? Uh, sounds familiar. Well, it's it got to be somebody, right? Yeah. Uh, but so Peter, just a hybrid of Tim Key and Peter Cook. Maybe it is. Yeah. 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 I want to meet that guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's fantastic. Uh, okay, so you got him. Uh, I mean, the Footlights has been around since 1883. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. It's like yeah. 1880s. I know that much. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And pretty much. Anybody who's anybody uh, in British comedy, um, as, as what they say, uh, has been through the footlights for the most part. Um, has that been? Would you would you agree with that? It's quite. It's a substantial majority of like. Well, I say that. I mean, there's I a, it's, the, it's, yeah, particularly yeah. in like stuff that's really prevalent on TV um, and yeah. and just sort of a general heritage. Like mm-hmm. so much of it is. Uh, either people yeah were at Cambridge at the time or were in the footlights yeah. at the time there is I mean there is kind of the 80s there was a big back, at about the time that sort of Hugh Laurie um, and, and, Stephen, and, Fry. and Stephen Fry who were the, yeah. uh, their sort of partnership were coming up there was just about that point there was like a, a big uh, alternative movement of comedians um, and that was sort of that was born of uh, sort of a general I mean it was like, like punk era and music and everything else well, led but by Stuart were... Lee who went to Oxford well yes <laughs> and yeah, Simon Monaghan yeah. who was in the footlight right yeah yeah. yeah. well sort of <laughs> wait, but, but wait, they were that in the footlight Simon Monaghan right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah but there was but there was like a huge like I remember being like the, the, um, oh, I don't remember obviously I wasn't born but um, but reading about it there was like a, a bigger movement of um, comedians doing different things who were from other either other universities in the country or who just did comedy mm. just, yeah. Yeah. they just came out of the woodwork yeah. and that was like it was far more underground it was less like mainstream and flashy yeah it was um, typified by there was this there was a sitcom called The Young Ones yeah yeah Rick Mayer Adrian Edmondson and they have a university challenge episode <laughs> where it's um, right. scumbag college which is where the young ones go versus footlights college <laughs> um, was, did they have that? Yeah yeah, yeah yeah and it was Fry, Laurie Thompson and Ben Elton so yeah, like the celebrity people, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically. Um, huh. and so that—I mean, I think it was a good-natured rivalry. Otherwise, they wouldn't have gone on to the show. Right? Yeah, but yeah, it definitely like solidified that as a yeah. an actual thing happening. Yeah. But since then, it, it's kind of melded into. It's uh, definitely like, yeah. Sorry, yeah. it's got like a weird thing where when you're at Cambridge and you you want to do stuff, you do a lot of stuff with the footlights, and it just make, gives you this amazing platform. It's kind of unlike any other student. Student group, but it's just like after you leave and then try to make as a comedian, it's like a coyness about having been a member. Yeah, yeah. you kind of disavow it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think also there's it's a self perpetuating myth as well. So there are obviously lots of people in the footlights yeah. who don't make right, it, yeah. Yeah. Um, but those who do, when they make it big, obviously people flag up footlights as a big thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, exactly. It doesn't footlights doesn't yeah. necessitate success. How many people been through Cambridge? who weren't in the footlights as well have gone on to be great comedians right yeah yeah exactly. it's like um, in the US the Upright Citizens Brigade yeah uh, mm. UCB there's mm. it's like uh, thousands of people a year that don't 
sure. yeah. do yeah. those, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, get on, get to the get to that level of writing for SNL or The Daily Show or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned Stephen Fry. Is he the one? And I'm quite ignorant. Uh, when it comes to doing any of these podcasts with people, I have no business doing it. Uh, uh, he, is he the one that does stuff with Ricky Gervais? Not Stephen Merchant. Steve Merchant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he, uh, he went. Yeah. To, but for instance, neither of those. Yeah, yeah. Ricky Gervais went to UCL. And yeah, and huge and yeah. Yeah. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's carved their own way with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like most, if not all, of Monty Python, right? Yeah, it's yeah. That was it. Just was the Cambridge Oxford split. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Three from Cambridge, two from Oxford, and then Terry Gilliam, Gilliam who was just they just picked just up. Chilling out. Yeah, he was just about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who was uh, who's the most recent one to kind of pop? Um, well, John, John Oliver, who has the John Oliver yeah. Late Show. He, yeah, he was so good. Vice too. President, like right. fifteen years ago or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, Richard Ayoade has been. I'm not uh, sure who that is. Uh, yeah, he's he's been directing some yeah, films. The most um, recent one was The Double, with um, Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. Okay, um, the, the in betweeners people. Uh, I, yeah. think I think there's that's just been a US version made of the in betweeners. Yeah, obviously not why. featuring. Yeah, right. it was cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> Did he get cancelled? Great, yeah, they made it. You've got to bring back the in betweeners. And it's uh, a, uh, a lot of people that have gone through that also aren't necessarily involved in comedy. Like you, you mentioned, uh, that one. What was his name? The director, Richard Iwade. But he was he was in a sitcom for a long time. Yeah, he's in that, famous yeah. for that. Yeah. Um, I brought him up yesterday in in the notes. But Michael Frayn, I saw today actually was a, a footlight. Yeah, he was. Okay. Yeah. yeah, from noises off. All uh, um, yeah. oh. oh, right. Uh, um, the novelist playwright Simon McBurney as well. Founder of Complicity. Probably, yeah, probably one of the coolest ex footlights. Yeah, definitely. Just in terms of what he's done. Like, yeah, Complicity. It is yeah. weird, actually, because you, actually, if you look back over Jermaine Greer as well. Yeah, yeah, some really like. Salman Rushdie, apparently. Peter Bradshaw, <laughs> who's the film critic for The Guardian. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It kind of, it's, I think, because over, over time, um, the nature of the society, whereas now it's like very much like comedy and quite a sort of pure theatrical form whereas over so for instance Miriam Margulies who's like a big British actress um, uh, who's in the Harry Potter films for instance um, uh, she came and saw the the incarnation of this of the tour of the art tour show two <coughs> years ago and apparently she was saying well, in their time it was far more just like comic plays and that kind of mm-hmm. thing far more like a very it changes a lot so it just means that the people you see who were involved in it from several decades ago yeah. and uh, older than that tend so, to have had a very different so the thing that's quite cool about it is because it's a different even though it has this kind of overarching name that's some kind of brand that's attached to it it's a different group of 20 year olds every yeah. year yeah. Yeah. so it's like it's kind of mercurial in, into what actually is produced by the footlights even right. though it's kind of under that umbrella yeah. Mm. Yeah. okay um, alright uh, so we're talking about the just the kind of history uh, yeah. the yeah. alumni of the, the footlights um, uh, I imagine if, it feels like it would be like a like a fraternity um uh, Kind of thing where there's this uh, this storied history. Does that does that affect you guys at all as students coming in? I guess the the one difference, the one problem with it being a fraternity is that there are there women are, in the footlights. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. there's, I guess, at Cambridge, we've when you want to join the footlights, it's not about it's not really about being part of that history. 
it's more about being able to do comedy. Yeah, it's like, like, all the time. Meritocratic system, yeah. like mm-hmm. it's all based on auditions and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And you tend to what you the sort of system of um, joining is uh, we have sort of fortnightly shows that are kind of new shows, so they, they're like new writing entirely um, half every two weeks, every two yeah. weeks, okay. Um, because I, I knew that, but then when you said it, it sounded like four nightly shows. Oh, it's <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben has uh, been doing four <laughs> nightly shows. Unless his degree has suffered. Real, real trouble. Um, and it's now, a full hour, right? Yeah, so yeah. half of yeah. it is us, and the other half is auditioned acts from the rest of the, uh, the university, so anyone can come and do those. And sort of, so this sort of system of it tends to be is that you, you, know, you spend your first two years auditioning for those either getting in or not getting in sort of learning what works what doesn't on the stage and then you're right um, <laughs> it's cold. we can pull up some of the uh, yeah. uh, no it's fine sorry <laughs> 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 um, uh, our little old lady in the corner um, uh, and then and then when you're you, like to the end of your second year going into your third year of, of your degree <laughs> if if it's if if it's the thing you want to do and if you're doing well enough at it you can apply and then you're sort of part of the group as it were which is like um, usually between like eight and ten people and so the only real kind of purpose of being on the kind of committee as it's called is like you organize the shows for everyone else so like they audition for you and you kind of put it together which is really nice because you get to kind of give people advice and yeah you also have freer reign with what because you're not having to audition for anything so mm-hmm. you can just put on stage whatever you want to really yeah. um, I guess it, I guess there's a like a double side to the job which is that you just self try and develop as a performer and as a writer yeah, yeah. but also fostering like talent amongst people who've just joined the university for example yeah well, hey yeah Ryan. you want to come in hey yeah, yeah. we have come on in. members yeah our friends are here we're filling out the footlights Got stuck in the uh, Philadelphia Art Museum. I went there. Oh, really? Who was there? Oh, what? Where? I was in watching the pictures. <laughs> Until five. It's a cinema. I left at about quarter to five. Oh. You were there watching the pictures too. What? Jamie or James? Ryan. That's right. Ryan. Yeah. Okay. We were just talking about the just the structure now of the of the footlights the audition process and uh how many people total are in the uh on the committee it is i think it fluctuates when i was when i when i was in my first year it was six people um and then it went up to about nine uh and then it was six again and then our year was a big one nine yeah i think we were a group of nine yeah um no nine or eight no 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 Eight. eight. Yeah, it was eight. eight. We should really know that. <laughs> yeah, and then Tom, your year, how many is it? No. I'm going to get so many emails from people complaining that these facts yeah. are yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. No corrections. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just don't check out. Um, yeah, but it fluctuates. It depends how many people are sort of... I mean, in the end, it comes down. It come, becomes fairly obvious at the end of a second year, like, who is sort of going to take on the mantle. It comes down to, like... Sometimes there are just loads of people who can yeah. do it well, and sometimes there are just fewer. Um, it's, it works out; it works itself out very simply, I think. Uh, okay, uh, uh, yeah. forgive me if I'm being thick, uh, but the 
committee, the committee, yeah. um, that's uh, about 10 or so, you're saying? Yeah. Um, but how big is the, the company, or is that it? That's the standing... That's like the standing body of the footlights. Yeah, yeah. But for for those shows we do every two weeks, anyone in the university can audition. Or the other university in Cambridge yeah. as well. Anglia Roskin. Okay. Uh, which is in Cambridge. So, so as Ben said, like the committee will put some stuff forwards, um, put some sketches or stand up out, and then the rest will be made up of people who've auditioned. Okay. Um, and they can be first years, second years. They can be post grad students, like whoever. Um, it's like a free for all. Yeah. It's really okay. really fun. In fact, all the all the other the other big shows that we do that are like set in our calendar as well. So we have um, a pantomime at Christmas, which is like I don't know if you guys have that over here. Christmas, we have Christmas. Oh, you, you, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty big. <laughs> so <bad. laughs> yeah. um, pretty big. <laughs> nah, yeah. but it's like a, basically just a sort of very silly farcy kind of play. Like, um, and then we have. Uh, a sort of review which is kind of again another sketch show and then this show but it, all three of those shows are op- all open auditions so again anyone in the university is, is, uh, is going to come they're footlights shows in the, in the effect that um, <clears throat> the society funds them and yeah. they're uh, organised by the committee they're organised by the committee they're comic shows they're funny uh, often members of the committee will be on in, in the shows or writing them but um, but it is a very open kind of thing. Um, yeah. But membership, as such, is just sort of ten around ten. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, are there any women this year? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The last three years, there's been. There's always more. There's recently been more men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, for instance, so, I, yeah, yeah. Well, last year, I can do the. Yeah, you do it. The time. <laughs> The time frame, I guess, because I've seen it. <laughs> you sure have. But there was there was one there was one woman in the six woman six person committee that um, was there in my first year, and then um, the woman who was on it in my second year was actually on her year abroad, so she was in Spain. But she came back, and then it was um, two out of six. And this year, um, one of those stayed on, so it was um, one out of eight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I remember the the show last year. I see the footlights every every year. That they're here, yeah. uh, and there were some women that did the touring show last year. Is it just who can make it and who who can't? Uh, is it a separate touring uh, company? Um, it's it's basically so. Um, there's three kind of main shows that the Footlights do, um, of which the tour is kind of the flagship because okay. it's the kind of biggest budget, yeah, sure. like that, and also the biggest profile. And so a director and tour managers are chosen by the Footlights Committee. So this year that was me. And then so I, along with my two producers, we cast the show. So we had like, and so we auditioned all of these guys, um, as well as like 50 some people. Um, so yeah, it's quite a long, it's quite a long process of choosing who's going to be in it. Okay. Um, yeah. But you don't have to be on the committee to do You don't have to be on the committee. I think yeah, quite often there's people who aren't. Last year there were people in the show who weren't on the and committee. before that, I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we had uh, James and Ryan pop in. Uh, so I just want to give you guys an opportunity to introduce yourselves and just say maybe what uh, got you into comedy. Maybe what led, led up to uh, the footlights, and just speak up because you're a little further away. Do I kick things off? You don't have to <laughs> if you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, I'm James. Um, uh, I I spent my first year terrified of the footlights, and uh, in my second year I started auditioning things, 
uh, on my own mainly um, and then by some fluke at the end of third year I had a place to stay on for a masters and uh, I applied to be on the committee and uh, they were short so they put me on so that was my that was my experience and then and then and then the last year I spent um, really enjoying uh, writing monologues um, and uh, yeah I think I think, think I improved and I, I was lucky enough to go on this. Yeah. Uh, what uh, or who uh, was like an inspiration for you, uh, comedy-wise? Um, Credit to Bill. What's that? Credit to Bill. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've forgotten that. Yeah. <laughs> Credit to Bill. One hundred and one from one hundred and one dimensions. Okay. Yeah, pretty good. Wait, the animated, <laughs> the animated one or the live one? Oh, the live one. Oh, Glenn Close. Yeah. Glenn Close. Close. Yeah. Yes. Okay. She looms large. <laughs> she looms large. She's an honorary footlight, I believe. <laughs> As of now. <laughs> uh, uh, more actually, people um, who aren't famous. Uh, a couple of people in the years above me actually. I remember watching them do things and being like, "Oh, okay, wow, that's really." Um, so yeah, that was. That was okay. Cool. Oh, very good. Very good. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. Uh, I spent my first year. I'm Ryan, by the way. Hello. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm from uh, I'm from New Zealand, which uh, meant that I've, I've been low on friends for a wee while now. So I put um, my first made a couple year. last night. Well, maybe I hope so. Oh, me, and Caitlin. You were you were with me in. Oh yeah, 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 yeah! That was great. That was great. Your notes were wonderful. Um, what have I been doing? First year, I did mainly like straight theatre. Mm-hmm. Wasn't terribly good at it, <laughs> so I figured uh, second year. I mean, but I, I saw a lot of Footlight shows, and I loved what they did. Um, and I loved writing. Writing's really my 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 thing, I guess. Um, and so at the beginning of my second year. I started auditioning um, monologues, things that I'd written by myself, because, as I said, short on friends. So, uh, um, and then actually, I made a friend. <laughs> this met Ben and I. Ben and I are at the same college at Cambridge, yes. so we started writing a lot together, and that worked out very well indeed. So we actually, I did every smoker. I'm sure this term's been bandied around a bit. I did every smoker since. The smoker is the, the fortnightly show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So they're the things where you really, um, the committee get to know you and the sort of stuff that you're doing and they help you out. So Alex was on the committee when I was in my second year. It was a big help to me. Um, uh, good man. Um, and yeah, third year, I got on the committee at the end of my, end of my second year. Third year, I've just spent um, writing sort of, Mediocre sketches, <laughs> <laughs> but having a great time. It's such a it's a wonderful thing to be a part of. Okay, yeah. uh, is this a this is a four year deal? Uh, depends. Well, the kind of standard degree in the UK or in England is three years. Oh, so okay. um, most of us we all did three year degrees, but then Alex and James did masters, so they stayed on for another year. Okay, so they're very much the old men. Of the group. Yeah. Uh, can you be any year in order to do the touring show? Yeah, yeah. we've had. Yeah, there have been first the years. Best. We've done it in recent memory. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Emma. Emma. Emma yeah. yeah. 
Um, but usually it's usually it's third years. And, and yeah. although Tom Tom, you're a second year going um, into third year. Yeah. <laughs> and um, bust away on. Yeah, I don't know uh, if I want to talk about that. Just experience. Bull- so it was, um, yeah, <laughs> He's um, going to be behind the couch the next time we turn to us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a really cool thing to do. It's really, it's really like meritocratic. So really, you know, there's no barriers. It really is. I, I don't think a lot of people believe that mm. within the university community, but it really is. So this actually comes up a lot when, I, when people ask about girls. Why aren't there any girls in the show? Why aren't there any girls um, mm. in smokers? Because there are fewer girls auditioning. Yeah. Auditioning, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a kind of larger problem. It's yeah, larger, it is yeah. symptomatic of a wider problem in comedy. Like it doesn't, yeah. Yeah. You know, it doesn't take a genius to work out that there are more men performing comedy than women. But I think we've Tom. Tom's going to be taking the helm next year, and we've all been. Oh. I know we've all been talking about how the footlights can be part of trying to solve. Well, not you can't solve the problem single-handedly, but try and start tackling it in Cambridge. Yeah, yeah, mm. true. Yeah, it's definitely needs to be addressed, <coughs> particularly because, uh, especially at that age, a lot of, like our, the the theatre that we mainly do our stuff in the ADC in Cambridge. <clears throat> so we're constantly doing shows alongside straight theatre, and the percentage of mm. female performers and directors and writers far outweighs the male ones for straight yeah. theatre yeah, yeah. and then when it comes to comedy it's like it's hilariously reversed like we just get so few girls in so mm. it's just obviously there is like there is a passion there and there are yeah, people yeah. who want to so be doing it but they're people. just not making the connection yeah. because it's not something that they have they don't have necessarily the models or the paradigms yeah. to, to, to yeah. go so, yeah I think like part of the responsibility of being on the committee and like trying to incorporate younger people like first years into trying out stand-up or sketches is like being as open and available as possible and not like as you were saying make it seem like a fraternity because it isn't at all like it's just it's just people who want to write and perform together yeah and so it's like yeah just Mm -hmm. trying to make it seem kind of available Mm -hmm. and fun yeah Yeah. the committee this year was really good at that i was in a committee beforehand which seemed like you know well not very approachable at all but I think a huge part of the agenda for this year, and Tom, you can probably um, testify to this, is the fact that it was mm-hmm. way more approachable. Yeah, so I'm, I'm the only one sitting in the room right now who was not on committee last year, so and I can <laughs> testify. <laughs> and what is it you're going to be Amen. doing next year? Amen. I'm, I'm going to be on the committee next year, so I've got one okay. more year of my degree. Um, but, um, yeah, so last year was very different to, to the... the committee in my first year um, in that they there was like a sense of kind of um, you know like a, res- a responsibility to get as many people involved who wouldn't you know who wouldn't otherwise be involved right. and to help out with improve you know improving because the whole essence of it really is just to like improve for improvement's sake and yeah. to learn for learning's sake rather than reach a level of perfection and then mm-hmm. you know yeah, we're try, and then try and and then swank around town it's just like yeah. the committee this year was also a lot braver because it was there's still the you know the impetus to learn and because the committee doesn't have to audition anymore you don't have to go through that initial filter there's you know 
there's almost a higher likelihood that what you put on stage, bits of it aren't going to land or it is going to fail. And I think mm. it's quite important for people mm. learning who aren't in the community mm. to yeah. see those people go out, bomb, and come off stage and be like, okay, well, next what did, next. What did time. I learn from that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah what did yeah, I learn yeah, from yeah. that? Yeah. Well, how can true. I improve? Yeah, yeah. How can I improve next time? Yeah. Mm. I think we were good at we were yeah. good at failing. Yeah, definitely. We took a lot of risks. Yeah, there, we, we did a lot of wacky stuff this year. Yeah. Yeah. I said that I thought the committee in my first year there are some the you know, there are members on that who were so good at that. It was just like a general ethos. The ethos amongst like the kind of big, you know, wasn't quite similar to what it has been this year. Yeah, yeah. But 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 as what James was saying, in my first year, my biggest influence were people who were in third year, mm. Mm. Yeah. who would approach me and say, "Well done," or like, "You mm. can do this better." Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk a little bit about this show. Uh, what do you? What is the title of the show? It's called Real Feelings. Real Feelings. Uh, was last year's? What was last year's? Canada. Uh, Canada. Yes. Canada. Um, now uh, I saw the show last night. It was awesome. Oh, really, really thank good. Thank you. Uh, I might stick around and see it again tonight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, and the we have an internal uh, uh, Facebook group uh, for Philly Comedy. There's a lot of people involved in that. And uh, a lot of people had very, very good things to say about your show. Uh, and they do every year. Um, but this year, I think even more, uh, it's just it's been amazingly positive. Uh, so... You guys are coming out again next year. Is what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Contingent coming out. One of the funnest shows yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was. Yeah, for me, definitely the most fun show. Incredible. Cambridge, Edinburgh, and America. (laughs) Someone mentioned like how hearty it was, which is Mm, very good way to describe. Yeah. Uh, what? Not uh, the show, the audience, rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We were great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's hard. Very tough. Sorry, I was. Yeah, the audience were amazing. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. audience will make or break a, a show a yeah. lot of times. So yeah, I'm glad yeah. we. I'm glad. I, <laughs> along yeah. with my audience yeah, friends, you created it. It's all you. It's everyone. You, man. <laughs> I mean, I have to say yeah. though, Quentin, who was definitely in the lead, was like, oh, yeah, it was a guy in the front row. Oh, Quentin, he's my roommate. Is oh, wow. yeah. he is a very. It's it's a great laugh to have. Uh, it's very reassuring. Mm. Yeah, um, when you're on stage. Yeah, you're great when you're in your flat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that like people who have such a like. Great laugh. I'm going to say prominent, but like in a good way. Quite often, when people have a laugh like that, um, it's not. It doesn't feel genuine. But there was something about the way he laughed. Yeah. There was always yeah. a beat. There was. A, he always. You could tell he was laughing. Yeah. This is turned into a review of how. This is like a panegyric to Quinton. But it was kind of. It was such a nice contrast. He came off off the back of this like massive show at Carnegie Mellon. I was like performing to a giant, it's like a stadium beast. Gig, yeah, yeah, it would definitely make you feel that way. Like mindless laughter. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I should. Adam, we love you. We love you. Please let us come back. Yeah, Brian's from New Zealand. He doesn't know what he's doing. I don't, know, I don't think anyone's going to come to show to the the Philly show ever again. But analysing that. But it's funny you that I actually am roommates with Quentin because uh, within I do a lot of teaching of improv in in Philly uh, and I'm known for not being a good audience member uh, in that I I don't have a loud laugh Um, it's it's more breathy right Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, so 
people think that I don't laugh. I have, I have a, uh, there's a stigma about me, I guess, that people think that I don't, I don't laugh. I do laugh. Yeah. It's just very quiet. I went to Catholic school, and it was kind of uh, almost beaten out of me. Right. Uh, oh. Beaten within an inch of its life. Uh, but when I, uh, I was, I was audible last night, guys. <laughs> yeah. You probably heard my laugh, you just wouldn't know it. And same deal with the people around me. They wouldn't know if they heard it. It's uh, an elusive. But uh, back to the show. Yeah. Yeah, uh, now sure. that we've uh, um, talked about all the audience laughs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So what is the general process for putting this show together? We talked a little bit about um, uh, how you wanted to, uh, Jamie, wanted to bring in, bring it, make it, so that people weren't just writing, weren't just yeah. um, acting, but were... It was a much more collaborative process. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, first of all, uh, what made you want to do that over a process, I guess, that was more separated in previous years? Well, I mean, I tried to write it all myself. That was, <laughs> uh, was vetoed very early. <laughs> um, no, I, I mean, because for most of us, we spent the whole year working <coughs> together. Um, and so it felt very natural if we're going to do this tour show, we should do it in the same spirit where everyone feels just as invested. And so when it came to casting, I was very much thinking, okay, how are, how are we all going to work together, um, that kind of thing, and creating something that feels like pretty much every decision has been kind of unanimous and things like that. Like, we all chose the name together. We all basically chose the set together and the costume, like, yeah. and what costumes we have. Um, and, um, but I, I just think for a project this big, like, I've, I've myself and our tour managers, Helen and Claire, we've been a part of this project since November and so I think going into something that kind of ambitious you do have to like make sure everyone feels just as invested as possible and I think the kind of show I definitely wanted to make and I hope we have made is one which feels like friendly and open and really kind of uh, approachable and so I think you kind of work from that from the inside out you know yeah uh, well as an audience member uh, I could say that, yeah, it absolutely felt that way. Oh, it was, right. it was, yeah, a very approachable show. I mean, you guys left the stage and yeah. shook everybody's hands, yeah, yeah. Uh, had people involved in, in that way. Uh, people were on board with the show really, really quick, and it just went up from, from the start. So awesome job with that. Uh, what is the general process for pitching ideas? Um, do you do anything through, uh, through improv at all? Uh. Well, when when we first started, we, we had a, a week-long writing period all scheduled together, and we spent a couple of days just shooting premises at each other and spending about ten minutes discussing... <laughs> Some pu- completely inane ideas. <laughs> I think the first 20 minutes... The first 20 minutes were spent on a vicar spy yeah, I who, who marries... I'm still working on it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, just, yeah. it's about this vicar spy... That, um, they have they a wedding marry, every day. It's like a sham <laughs> wedding every day. But every twentieth year, that another spy arrives, doesn't? No, no. I think that was taken over from his post. So you can see how kind of seductive an idea it is. It's more <laughs> yeah, that's why we spend twenty minutes on it. And there's we might we- bring it back. There's a tonight. wedding every day, and these spies. What was it? The spies don't yeah, know why they're there. I just they don't understand why. I can't remember. I think yeah, it was like then, I don't understand why, and then the premise of the sketch, wasn't it? That was it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why we get married every day. When yeah, I was when we realised we were onto a real anyway, I, wrote, <laughs> I wrote that. And that's what we opened the show with. 
I wrote, yeah, I, I, it was about ten pages long, <laughs> and I made everyone talk about it. For Did you write minutes. the sketch? He wrote a draft, yeah. It was very long. <laughs> oh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we haven't answered your question. But yeah, so, sorry. Yeah. yeah, we had like a fun. list of about 120. Hey, like, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, 120 just like. I'm messing with my phone. Actually. One, like names of potential sketches. And then we'd, then we'd go away um, in twos or threes and write up drafts. And at the end of that week, we had about 40 drafts written. Um, yeah. and, but it was a case of whittling down. But some things have come in that people have worked on on their own. Um, some things have come in that have started from conversations in or in smokers well. yeah, okay. yeah yeah a lot so much comes out of that yeah. okay that kind of process which is another thing yeah. to point out yeah uh, speaking of the the smokers like this this show the touring show uh, is kind of a best of or no um, is it made no it's, it is it's own show it's, it's not like yeah, a showcase the ma- okay the majority of the stuff in the show is things we wrote so like as Alex was saying we went away we like locked ourselves in the company side okay. for a week so, it's so most of the show we were there yeah. but then we kind of brought in a few different bits and pieces from earlier projects and earlier mm-hmm. smokers but like dependent on whether they would fit with the tone of the show yeah, okay. yeah. Like we tried some sketches that had worked really really well throughout the year put them <coughs> in the show within the atmosphere and the ethos of the show and they just they didn't fly yeah, that was very important that they fit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the smokers are an hour yeah. of new material every single time. Mm-hmm. Wow! Yeah, it's eleven to twelve in the evening, so on a Tuesday, so people are usually a bit drunk, and it's quite. <laughs> yeah, it's quite it really helps. It really helps. It's a really very anarchic helps, atmosphere, yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's really cool to try stuff out to such a generous audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, out of one hundred and twenty or so sketches, how many are in this show? Um, about 23 about 23 yeah something like that all of uh, really good uh, varying lengths uh, and I'm going to talk a little bit about the uh, good cup bad cup because it seems like there's some some improv elements in there yeah yeah, Uh, is that different for you every show yeah yeah Yeah, and the same deal with I guess the uh, Andy Serkis motion capture yeah yeah Yeah, yeah, exactly those, those two are both improvised but I guess one of the best and worst things about those is that people come out and ask were they improvised because yeah. the last thing we really want is for it to seem as though we've, we've written these things yeah yeah and we're, the yeah. first time we performed the per- first time we did the good cop bad cop sketch I was in it and I was like the middle guy um, and I, there was a review of the show in which it said oh it just looked like they were forgetting their lives <laughs> oh <my laughs> last night uh it looked like you guys were having a really good time. Uh, and I think, uh, yeah, like a really good time on stage. Uh, so, yeah, it, it it was fun. It was just fun fun to watch that, that process. Uh, so, um, How does that compare with um, with improv stuff? Because I, I, I personally, I, Jamie's very interested in, in, in improv, and others probably know it, but what, how, how do those two sketches compare to sort of improv that would go on here? Is that similar at all, or...? Yeah, uh, I mean, I actually direct uh, a show uh, that has an opening that's just like that good cop, bad cop, uh, where they start off uh, once upon a time, uh, they get a suggestion of anything at all, and they know their uh, start is once upon a time, there was a, and then they try and find the the story story together, Uh, so it just 
sometimes yeah. they know where it's going to go and they get there to, the, to a certain point and sometimes, yeah. sometimes they, they don't uh, a show called Beardo they're now split to the uh, uh, four corners of the earth now um, but every once in a while they rejoin right. in yeah. Philadelphia and tell that story <laughs> yeah and tell, tell that story um, but uh, so that's that's one specific way I guess mm-hmm. that it's it's very specific way right, right, which right. is yeah, yeah. it's similar I, I guess the major omission is audience suggestion that's like right oh yeah 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 which wouldn't which wouldn't be in keeping with our show no 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 yeah yeah last night you also had uh there was a good amount of students in the crowd Mm. uh sketch comedians uh so they're also a little more uh maybe comedy savvy it's a very hip crowd yeah yeah. very very Uh, astute so they 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 I doubt there was anybody in there that thought you guys were forgetting lines. Oh right, yeah, yeah. yeah. no, I wasn't. I wasn't suggesting that. Yeah. This was, was a review result. back in Cambridge. This was a review back in Cambridge. Where, review, where reviewers are learning as much as we are learning. Wow, well, Alex, <laughs> how diplomatic! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not always like that. <laughs> the the good cop, uh, the good cop, bad cop one. Uh, you start off uh, we've um, fused our minds or something like that, and then you just find your way to is it just basically the end is it just kind of uh, an outline do you have anything that you specifically have to come back to no it's usually Ryan asks us questions and then <laughs> when the sketch is depending on whatever we've just said yeah that sketch has gone on for a very long time <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's all about yeah it's just judging the moment yeah it sometimes comes down to Ryan will often call it himself and just say the last line yeah yeah. or if it's either Ben or I senses things are going south we will just wink at Ryan (laughs) (laughs) Uh, there's been been a couple of brilliant moments with it one was when Ryan said you accused him of something I can't remember what it was it was in Cambridge and Ryan said but I'm a florist. <laughs> that was so funny. And then the other time was in Edinburgh where someone's phone went off in the audience oh, that was and so you guys funny. managed to turn it and make what you were doing about the phone going off and then yeah. that was so it's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, kind of, it's quite a cool thing to have those kind of improvised, those two kind of central improvised bits in the show because yeah. with sketch comedy unlike improv you can, sorry, Ryan's just nuzzling me, um, you can you can get into a state where it's like a play basically where it's like yeah. just the same thing every day mm-hmm. and having at least for me because I'm directing it means I have something different to watch because <laughs> 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 I've seen the show like 50 yeah. times now yeah. um, but I, I think it, it just makes everyone more excited yeah. Yeah. Um, to yeah. have that something that's really completely unpredictable mm. and it kind of I don't think anyone's like you don't really go through the motions when yeah. you have that kind of yeah. that's yeah. true I think one of the things we thought about so heavily was how we could make the show feel like um, f- like fresh and, and in the moment and something for the audience because like it comes back to the whole thing about approachability and making it you know kind and welcoming is that if you have something or at least you know two things in the show where we're just revealing ourselves pretty mm-hmm. much because it's just us trying to find it as much as thing we're yeah. having to work it out as we go people are, they 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 really they 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 what's the word they just sort of they have they appreciate it they really want to they get hold of it in a different way to if i'm just saying a joke that yeah. you know we've written and it's you know um, that's hilarious but it doesn't quite capture the same like um 
palpable sense of being there that's yeah. like really cool yeah. that music must be downstairs uh, another one I wanted to quickly talk about another kind of felt like maybe a, an improv element coming in was uh, Tom's uh, almost monologue I guess about the uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, totally spoke mad. in very specific uh, riddles yeah yeah I mean that sketch has changed quite a lot actually. <laughs> it did start off as just a it, it's turned into this mad monologue at the end I don't know why yeah sketch has kind of evolved since its original I think it's way better now well it was um, incarnation it was um, yeah it's just it's just one of the, it's actually actually it's quite a good example of something that has almost written itself on stage that monologue in particular like yeah. the, the, or the idea of that monologue mm-hmm. you know it's just it's just come about just by doing the show it's not something we decided to go yeah, I, just yeah. Remember, I remember the specific <laughs> performance in Edinburgh where you did like a monologue for the first time like it used to be an improvised yeah. riddle that would Which sort of trail off and would always get a huge response yeah. but the show was sort of like dun, it was sort of meandering and then Tom like put his foot down <laughs> Yeah. It's amazing. I think we d- we did a, a like a sketch off in Edinburgh as well, where it was it would just like I had people in tears. Mm. And Jay, I think you described it as like a almost like a guitar solo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, it was like probably like Bon Jovi. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's actually really really interesting doing that. So I've only been doing the kind of improvised monologue, and it's only like <coughs> one minute long, basically. Um, and I've been doing that for max 15 performances or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And and it makes you realise how hard to improv every day, like the motion capture one mm-hmm. they do. <laughs> Double the sex isn't so bad because it's like two of you, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that is it's just mind-blowing to have to do that every day. Yeah. And I'm not bigging them up, but I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's... it's it's yeah. it's quite it's quite a weird one that sketch because it starts out as something that's very written, like very very. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the joke of the sketch to begin with is that it's kind of Over, slightly it's overwritten. overwritten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. then it completely descends into madness. What was last night one of the more uh, meandering? Uh, oh, last night we felt was really tight, actually. Wait, wait, in terms of the Just that, that, sketch, that um, monologue uh, at the end there, because you brought in... Oh, uh, I don't think that monologue has ever meandered, to be honest. It's, no? It's meandering in the sense of... It, it, not meandering, but uh, each time you, it was almost done, there was... Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's yeah. what's fun to do about yeah. it, is to... <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's the pace of it. Yeah, it's so hard to judge because I can't see your face. Yeah, I'm just having to. Go. Yeah, Ben's got the worst. When Ben when Ben starts laughing on stage, he also <laughs> face turns away. <laughs> That's his little trick. Yeah, yeah. frankly, I think the joke with that is the funnest thing to do is actually the meandering. It's a tail off. Which is yeah, yeah, one yeah. line you tail off. Yeah. It's such a fun thing to do, but yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, what are uh, within this show uh, what is maybe one of your other favourite sketches or that, that you're involved in I, I there's one that's not in this show which we uh, because it's about this TV chef it's a monologue <laughs> about this TV chef that's only known in the UK called Mary Berry who's this kind of like 
this uh, okay. this old lady, sweet old lady, <laughs> sweet old lady. And James had this demonic, diabolical <laughs> monologue in which he dressed up in bin bags and had a sock over his head. <laughs> we have a bit of Schubert playing over it with like thunder crashes. It's one of the strangest things. That's yeah, stage. yeah it's <laughs> yeah. probably one of our weirdest sketches, but also one of the most consistent. Yeah, every every time the audience would howl with laughter. So it was very, it was kind of painful to come in here actually because we just knew the reference wouldn't fly, so we just had to get rid of it. It's been yeah. replaced with something equally insane. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is good. What, the what one is with it? the crisp, uh, the potato chips. I was about to ask. Yeah. Uh, I was slightly worried. Because <laughs> uh, that was a lot. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for anybody that doesn't see the the show, uh, uh, sketch where uh, James friend. I mean, it's not really a sketch. It's just me eating crisps. Uh, of crisps. Potato chips <laughs> yeah. uh, for the for the US audience. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's shoving potato chips into his face. Uh, Doritos as well. Yes, yeah, the Doritos. Now they're a really bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's, general, what's, James, what's the premise of this? What's the premise <laughs> oh, the of this? <laughs> oh, the premise is sort of that um, it's a, a cocaine addict who um, is visiting <laughs> Fred, um, and uh, he uh, he he just sort of neither of those two things like you uh, thinks that um, he's he's got paranoia and he's sort of skittish and he thinks he's being followed by cats. Yeah. Um, and then the cats sort of start peering everywhere. The cats are the audience, and then the cats start giggling. We hope, I hope, and uh, and then um, the only way that he can get rid of them, stop them laughing, he decides is by eating crisps. He's mostly convinced uh, potato chips. He's convinced himself of this, and uh, then that's what proceeds. And there's no ending. And I did it at Carnegie Mellon to utter joy just to myself. And because uh, the audience, in fact, started to meow, and it was the strangest. But James, James <laughs> never revealed the premise of the sketch. No, I didn't. So people, people were meowing without prompting. They didn't. They didn't understand whether they were meant to eat the crisps or whether they were meant to scratch you. Yeah. It sort of went into a social experiment. But I decided I, I, I climbed out into the audience. It was sort of four hundred odd seater. So I just went out into the... I just stood on the chairs inside, wandering around. And there was all sorts of madness. At one point, I was sort of pouring crisps over a girl, and she was shrieking out, sort of picking particular people out, eating crisps over them. And it was just all sorts of larks, really. Um, and it doesn't have an ending. Yeah, we're working on that. Yeah, we're working on that. Yeah. Why do you see? You yeah. kind of sort of walk off Back story. away, yeah. Yeah, it just sort of backs away. Yeah. Then blackout. Then blackout, yeah. <laughs> sort of decides that it's over, yeah. yeah. But Mary Berry was um is a lot of fun, I really enjoyed really enjoy doing that. Yeah. But unfortunately the first line the first line the idea is that, that she's a very she's a very she's a bit of a national icon actually at the moment in the UK. And uh, she has a TV show. <coughs> and uh, um I sort of wondered if uh, I had another character so it was sort of a fantasy character that I'd never really I actually auditioned this character when I wasn't on the Footlights committee and uh, dressed up in full costume and makeup and uh, contact lenses and with like umbrellas and music and all sorts and I went to the then committee and, and did this um, sort of fantasy character 
and uh, it didn't get into the smoker so I put put it away in the locker for two years and then brought it out and then finished it yeah. and then, I'm, and then I, I had the idea to make to make this the kind of the inner life of um, someone as lovely as Mary Berry um, to, to try and make that contrast and the first line of the of the thing is she kind of maniacally cackling she crawls her way onto the stage dressed in bin liners with strobes and like thunder and music and stuff and then the first line of the thing is yes it is I Mary Berry and uh, in the UK obviously that people get people you know right. immediately with that um, often yeah. so yeah so it will work here so yeah I mean I feel like I can single it out as my favourite thing because it feels sort of separate from the show but of course it's part of the show it's, it is real feelings it's just does feel like in its own universe. Yeah. I think, I think um, there's a lot of variety in the show currently, which is probably the mm. thing I like the most. It's just that it's not, I don't think you can really pinpoint like what the kind of style of it is. Yeah, like there's some real like. Yeah, variety of uh, um, size, of, uh, length of sketches yeah. and tone of sketches uh, mm. and uh, makeup. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of variety. Mm. Yeah. Uh, as the. Uh, Director. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, first of all, how how do you are you elected? Uh, are you chosen? Yeah. So I um, I also wrote and performed with the Footlights. In we did some sketch shows and stuff. I was in Smokers and things and doing stand up. Uh, but then, yeah, towards the end of last year, I applied to direct the tour show. Um, and yeah, so I kind of interviewed, wrote an application, that kind of thing, and I applied with with our producers. So yeah, we kind of elected by the committee essentially. Um, uh, yeah, so it's a kind of election process, I guess. Okay. Um, so you kind of ma- man it from then on, but it's uh, yeah, it's, it's not it's not a huge thing. It's just kind of really great. I have to say, Jamie is like the main creative driving force of the show. It's been very very yeah. good for us. I think yeah. mm. we're all a bit mad. <coughs> we needed someone we've all written with and performed with a lot. Yes. Yeah. To sort of unify it, and Jamie's mm. been. Because we actually spoke about not having a director for a while as a committee. Really? Directing a sketch show is a, it's a funny old thing because quite often yeah, they're I've not involved. I've never done it before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's my yeah. Time. yeah, it's not like directing a play. It's like performers are attached to the writing, but it's yeah. yeah. Jeremy's. I think it's just kind of shepherding everyone into the same room. Basically, <laughs> is kind of yeah. what my job amounts to. But yeah, it's amazing. It's so fun. It's, uh, I know that when I talk to people about this show uh, I would use it as a good example of why you should have a director uh, yeah. because yeah, it exactly. just it, just the way everything flowed together the the running order like everything was yeah, yeah. but that's also all of us that's sure. not that's not my decision at all it's something we all come up with yeah every decision's made as kind of a group uh, same same deal with uh, <clears throat> excuse me which sketches get in also yeah also completely a group decision because yeah, um, yeah sorry I feel like I'm yeah yeah I um yeah totally a group decision because it comes down to because at the end of the day we're all we're all there when the show happens the guys are on stage and I'm in the audience and so we all know how it went so if something went terribly we'll talk about it afterwards and say okay it's out or this is in blah 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 Um, so yeah it's a group decision okay I just got a couple more uh quick things uh being asked at least they're quick um what uh uh, oh, do I want to get to that just yet? Uh, no. Um, 
one of the things I love about the, the footlights in general is just how simple at least things are uh, prop-wise because there's maybe there was a hanger last night, I think. Uh, yeah. That that might have been it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in in Philly, uh, there's a, a, people are using people use a lot of props. Uh, mm-hmm. In Chicago, a little less. Um, but what is it about the? Is that? I know that was true of the show last year as well. Is yeah. that just something that is uh, always kind of, the case? I mean, it's kind of a natural byproduct of touring. So you have to keep it simple. Yeah. Because like if you. I remember the people who did the tour last year, they had a sketch that involved them buying a strawberry milkshake every day, and they yeah. just cut it because they couldn't be bothered doing it anymore. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it comes down to kind of practicality. There's also... Yeah. So this, is, this is Claire, our this is producer, Claire. tour Hi, manager. Claire. Yeah, have a seat. Uh, you're the um, touring manager? Yeah, one of two. The other one's in the vegetarian supermarket. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, since, since you're right here... Uh, what does the touring manager do? Um, well, basically, we've been doing this tour. Um, we, we, myself and Jamie and Helen, the other tour manager, have started doing this in November, just kind of deciding where we wanted to go, what we wanted to do. Because um, the tour, have you spoken about the tour, what the actual whole tour is comprised? Uh, no, yes, we have yes. How we were going to. So, yeah, so we kind of started off doing a two week run in Cambridge, which were kind of previews before doing some London pre-fringe dates at a couple of theatres in London and we spent a month in Edinburgh at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival okay. doing an hour every day which was fun and then here so kind of my and my hand jobs have just been basically overseeing that and kind of doing all the admin and logistical stuff to make that happen and they're in charge of all the important stuff basically which is and also kind of trying to make sure that everyone's happy and getting along and stuff which has been fine so far yeah, uh, yeah. what other stops in the US uh, do you have on this tour Vegas no, not Vegas. 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 Tom, Tom is making his personal stopover in Vegas. But, um, uh, we, we flew into Boston first, then we were in New York, then we went to Pittsburgh to play at Carnegie Mellon. Uh, now we're here, um, and then in Philadelphia. <laughs> um, and then we go to LA, Sacramento, then we fly home from San Francisco. Okay. Yeah. Is that a typical uh, amount of, of dates that you would do in the US? Is it more? Is it less? It's more than last year. It kind of uh, fluctuates each year depending on what their kind of team want to do and what their kind of golden aims are for the tour. So last year they kind of just did a tour of the East Coast. This year we were particularly yeah. interested in, in doing that, but also kind of trying to do some dates on the West Coast as well. So that's yeah. kind of how that happened. Okay. Uh, yeah. um, uh, quickly, just back to the uh, simplicity of the of the show. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, so you try to keep it light. Due to due to travel, is there any other? Well, I I remember um, Pretty Little Panic was um, a tour show in 2011, and they were really heavily influenced by the Pajama Men, who don't use props at all. Okay. Um, and I think a lot of us in this group really like the Pajama Men. Yeah. And it just shows how much you can do with mine. But the other effect of that is that when you do produce props, so when you do have the hanger brought out, or when you have juggling balls brought out or when James sometimes feeds people yogurt on stage it, it focalises that a lot more when you have no other props in the show yeah, yeah. it also partly came about as a response to a show of, um, everyone except Tom did earlier this year which was over over prop heavy and um, kind of uh, like apocalypse now levels of insanity yeah. in production yeah. we asked um, Ben to turn up 
um, looking lean and fit, and he came in. Marlon Brando. Yeah. <laughs> 300 pounds overweight. Right? We could only, he could only perform from the waist up. Yeah. yeah. It's still I'm sure that's that's <laughs> I prefer to be. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, so we, was the, show? The, the spring review, uh, it, was a, it was a show about the history of the universe and a kind of comic yeah. over-ambitious idea. <laughs> um, it was largely due to a mad, a mad builder <laughs> who... Um, who built who built like a time machine that hovered like it was a hovercraft and then a door that was like a magic door and he also was like he would whip curtains while we were performing so he had like a cat of nine tails but yeah while we were performing he was just whipping shit yeah it was quite uh, I mean I I I think it was a good show but I remember afterwards sitting around with everyone with pints and just saying okay now we go (laughs) (laughs) lo-fi never again It does, it does, it's just one less thing to think about. And I think when you're on stage, um, I don't know, and also in a kind of economic, economically arrogant kind of way, it means, uh, <laughs> what are you going to say? No, I'm like, um, it, it focuses more the attention on what's being performed rather yeah. than Absolutely. anything else. I think there's a slight, oh, God, there's a hey. microphone. Hello. <coughs> Team is going to um, this is Helen. Oh, Hello. Hi. Yeah, have a seat. Okay. I'm trying to I guess wow. aesthetically cleaner on stage. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Helps the flow big time. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, everything just runs right into the uh, the other. I mean, there's, there's really nothing. Uh, th- there's cups and uh, uh, water yeah, over there. Yeah. Also, Alex in reaction, in terms of reactions as well, Alex did a show, um, the Spring Review, not not this year, but last year, which was, the premise was about costume, costume changes in costumes. Yeah. And that had so many, co- how many yeah. did that have? Seven it was like days. 60 costumes in 60 minutes. Um, <laughs> For like changes in six seconds <coughs> between each sketch. I could not be gladder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No costume. Well, we do have a couple of costume changes yeah. in this one, but yeah. it just adds to the stress and makes you Ooh. not oh, yeah. think about what you're about to perform quite yeah, as yeah, much. Yeah. Mm. Helen, uh, since you you are here, uh, I just want you to maybe introduce yourself and your role in. The, oh, are you the other touring? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, there's two of you. Uh, I guess there's a lot to do. Yeah, I mean, there's there's quite a lot to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we've that sounded weirder than I meant it to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, well, we've been in charge of organising sort of the logistics of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as I assume you may have heard already, we applied with Jamie as a team, and we kind of came on board. At the same time, around Christmas. Yeah. Um, and, and we were kind of, I guess, aware of our. We, the three of us had kind of worked together on various projects before, so kind of yeah. were aware of each other's skill sets, mm. strengths, and weaknesses. So <laughs> um, we were kind of able to um, kind of. The job was made smaller by us knowing how we would delegate things kind of already a bit beforehand, I suppose. Yeah, yeah okay. definitely. Yeah. Working with your friends mm. is yes. a lot of fun. Way to go. I don't want to take up too much of. Too much more of your time because uh, I know I don't like to really do anything before a show, let alone talk about the show I'm about to do before the show. Um, but what are what are some goals uh, that you might have um, either from this tour that you want to take away with, uh, or something uh, as you go through the the footlights that you'd like to do 
because uh, there are people that, that go through um, and want to get in comedy. Some people want to just do theater. Uh, what do you see yourselves doing? Tom wants to be prime minister. So. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And win a few Oscars, maybe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I... <laughs> sorry. Yeah, sorry. That no, was, no, that sorry. Was that was super really yeah. uh, but, but um, no, I, I, I think the fun, the fun with the show is that there's never like a, I don't, in my opinion, there's not like a, a, a goal to reach. Like I was saying, a level of perfection. Right. Where suddenly the show, yes, there's the show. It's more like um, changing and experimentation and um, freakiness for for those things' own sakes. Yeah. Mm. And especially for the sake of the audience as well. On tour, it's about yeah, yeah. Because Helen, Claire, and Jamie have like pinpointed quite specifically what what venues we want to go to and what kind of crowds we can expect there. There's, you know, we have a sense of obligations obligation to go to these places and just try and make an audience feel welcome. Mm-hmm. In the, obviously, it would be their own city, but make them feel welcome to this show that we've created. Yeah, every show is about. Every show is about a new audience, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. That's the objective of this show, to make different people laugh. Yeah, exactly. I don't think it's anything more... Amb- it's just to have a really good time, basically. I don't think we have any kind of ambitious goal about what the show yeah. is or anything. Yeah. It kind of means nothing. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited, though, to have it be, hopefully, for... Um, what's it? Um, freshers and people who are, you know... Young, younger students at Cambridge when we go back and do the final mm. week in Cambridge mm. in October I think that could be that's going to be really exciting because like, we all remember those tour shows that we saw when we were young yeah, like the first week of university it's yeah. quite a big, quite a big the, thing yeah, yeah that you look up to and you're like oh that was really cool you know mm. you want to get involved in that so I'm, I'm really looking forward to hopefully being able to do the same thing yeah. we, really we, also, we also do some schools in um uh, we do some like runs in, in, in Britain, um, <clears throat> and I think that will be really cool. Uh, basically, because I think if I'd seen like a, a you know this kind of show when I'd been at school, I would have been so excited about yeah. it yeah. without blowing our own trumpet. But I mean, like that idea of being able to you know see that at that age and see well that is a viable thing for me to be doing at twenty one um, is not. I mean. It is, I guess, but like, but like to see that, I think I would, I would have, I would have, my head would have exploded if I'd seen that. And I think, uh, and I think also, it's, it is like a useful kind of access thing as well for um, for Cambridge because it shows that you know you can go to that to a university and it's not you know you can pursue that Good kind of stuff. theater and comedy if you yeah. want to. Um, yeah. It's there. Um, yeah. but I think that's that's quite a big thing as well. Yeah. Uh, and beyond that. I guess unemployment looms. Yeah. So yeah, we've we've all graduated apart from Tom um, and Helen. Jake, our technician. Jake well, Helen, 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 and Helen's, Helen's doing a master's. A master's. Um, but yeah, so we've got we've got the big bad world to contend with. Okay. Um, so you'll be around. Would you be back here next year? Uh, well, that's uh, that's like a different. That's another like, thing. That's right, like yeah. A, yeah. I'll definitely be in Cambridge next year. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully that doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think I think we're all hoping to uh, the the writers were all hoping to pursue writing in some way. Everyone or writing or performing sure. in some way. We've all got various interests that kind of splinter in different ways. But um, yeah, some kind of writing is what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Fun. Okay. Uh, when do you uh, when do you head out? 
of Philly. Tomorrow morning. Yeah. Real early. Flights in the afternoon. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything that you're? Well, you you guys are going to look to do the helium open mic. Yeah. I'll see if I can get in touch with. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to see if that's possible. I don't think these fellas will be able to do it. it (laughs) Unfortunately, clashes with our show. Um, But we'll we'll check it out. That would be fun. Yeah, we're really cool. We've been talking about, we've been whispering about trying to do some comedy here or stand up here for ages. Are you going to do that tonight? Are you? Potentially, uh, maybe if we'll see. Time cool. the show. Oh, really cool. Great. Is everybody feeling okay? I was told that people weren't feeling so well. Oh yeah. Um, no, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> one of our technicians had was was a bit ill this morning, wasn't he? But yeah. Yeah, one of the most famous Philly cheesesteaks, really <laughs> which were yeah. which were absolutely delicious. Yes. <laughs> Jim <laughs> steaks, Fortune really South. Yeah, it was from Jim. <laughs> yeah. He got but Jamie, but Jamie also had one. Ben and I had one. Fine, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Two out of three guys. I'm sure it was a Philly something, but uh, <laughs> Jim's is my favorite steak. Okay, um, we're here. Yeah. You guys went to the art museum. Uh, any other yes. Philly things that you've done? Liberty Bowl. Okay, that's really cool. Got a crack in it. We should fix that. <laughs> yeah, I'll make some calls. <laughs> yeah, it's lovely that Benjamin Franklin way. Yeah, the museum of art. Yep. At the end of it. I like the squares. Washington Square, Logan Washington Square, square mm-hmm. Franklin Square, Rittenhouse Square. Mm-hmm. They get a lot of, <laughs> a lot of squares. Square. Now, but they're lovely squares, Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. Logan Square is the first <laughs> laid for the what was that for the establishment of the city? Logan Square is that right or something? Uh. uh it might have been. I should know something like yeah, that, right? Um, all right, well, uh, I, you guys have a show to do. Yeah. So I am going to shush. Uh, I want to thank you for, for giving me the time uh, and popping in as you were able. Uh, again, the show has been fantastic. Uh, be proud of it, uh, as I'm sure you are. Uh, Philly's loved it, and uh, we'll look forward to have the Cambridge Footlights back next year. Uh, but I guess none of you, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, enjoy your last night. Thank, Thank you. Good night. Good night. Good night.